Hello and welcome to The Don Father, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. And might I just say, boys, 2021, same shit, different smell. Yeah, look, I... I uh... Uh, I, I, it's funny, we, we made the joke at halftime, like, great, wrap it up, let's go home, call it a day there, and we probably That is have. the highest height of 2021 season that we're going to get this year, halftime. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I hope not, but uh, yeah, thoroughly disappointing. It's, yeah. You know, we spoke on this show a few weeks ago about honourable losses, and that certainly wasn't one of them. Uh, given the fact we're 40 points up. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, you know, we can say, oh, young side, this and that and whatever else. But uh, I think the moment we do that, we set ourselves... Well, we'll speak about this a bit later in our review, but I, I think accepting losses like this and just going, well, okay, well, they're developing. I think that sets up a, a precedent that we're, you know, we're, we're okay with losing. And some, look, sometimes you are the, you know, you're just not the best side in the day, and that's okay. Uh, but losing in a fashion where uh, you you fail to put the brakes on, and I don't think we were beaten by the better side, uh, is frustrating. Considering you know we've only been doing this for the past how many years? So no, and uh, unfortunately, it was woeful. Oh, beyond woeful, beyond um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want to say well, too then, much look, too soon, but um, look, well, there was what? talk. I was listening to Rutten's press conference just before, and he had a big smile on his face, and he was talking about a game of two halves and all that other rubbish. But you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Matthew Knight's era Essendon, where we only had one speed, and that was full steam ahead, and we would blow teams away. And then they would turn around and we could not defend. And I know people are excited about Rutten that he's training at Windy Hill and he brought the old players back and all this kind of rubbish. But the reality is he's been at the club for, what, three or four years? And they brought him in because of how good he was defensively. And when the game was hot and when it needed to be done, he did not have the nous to be able to stop the momentum of the game going against us, which has been our problem since Matthew Knights was the coach. I have to say, in the Hurdy bomber thompson era, we got better at putting the clamps on, but it has been our problem consistently, really, since Sheedy left. It's his, it's his first game as coach. Like, and it was relax, rubbish. <laughs> relax a little. It was rubbish. You're acting like we lost by 15 goals. The reality is we lost by a point. Yes, we chalked up a 40-point lead, but uh, I was looking... The Sash put up a stat on... Um, on their Facebook page saying the average games played of our back six was 49. You take Heppel out of that, and it's 29 games played on average. So I think that's probably more telling of, you know, how young and inexperienced this side actually is. My my issue is not with their inexperience. My issue is with creating a culture, because everyone's talking about development. This is development year, blah, blah, blah. But you get in, caught in the trap of creating a culture where losing becomes acceptable. And if we'd lost that game, but been in that game consistently across the four quarters, I'd be okay with that. But we literally played one quarter. 
we we matched them in the first, we smashed them in the second, and then we might as well have not run out after half time. We completely got our pants pulled down and our bottoms spanked in that second half. And that it's not it's not the loss itself, it's not even the margin of the loss that's the issue. It's the it's the manner in which we had a seven goal lead at half time and we couldn't run out a game and win the game. And I think that's disgraceful. I, I, I think it's not good enough. Yeah, look, I, I, my problem wasn't with inexperience. I, what frustrated me was I thought tactically we were outplayed, we were outsmarted by Clarkson. And we, I, I mean, I, 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 the argument could be made that, well, we didn't have the experience for the players to make the tactical adjustments that they would have, you know, to recognise, okay, we, we have to do something a little bit differently. But I question whether those changes came from the coach's box. Um, mm. You know, Hawthorne tend to sit back a little bit, pick off our little uh, inside 50 marks, and then, okay, what are we doing? And then, you know, we, we got smashed on transition, smashed on transition. How we how are we playing that? Um, you know, mm. and we're going to keep playing uh, sort of one-on-one, Footy or how I, I honestly didn't take too much on how we were setting up, which is which is on me and not being analyst enough. But something had to happen, and it didn't. We, was, we just kept getting smashed on transition, which has been happening not across this year, but uh, well, the short season this year is, but also across last year as well when uh, we, funnily enough, got smashed on transition. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's could... that's what frustrates me. Not the lack of experience and, and you know pummeling young blokes, but more the Actually, when we needed to tactically change, we didn't. We just tried to keep doing the same thing and it, it didn't work. And that's what really frustrates me. Because you know what's really alarming is surely across your whole preseason, one of the coaches would say, hey, you know, there's a point in, in some point in this season, we're going to be playing a team and they're going to be putting on a run of goals. How about we come up with a plan of how we're going to stop that? And that's such a normal scenario to happen in an AFL season that it just it amazes me that they had no options that they just couldn't execute there's no there's no okay this is the handbrake this is the you know on the FIFA back to park the bus like they just didn't have that option worked on at all that they couldn't just flick to that at some point in that third and fourth quarter yeah well I just think I don't. Is a f- I'm going to go back to first year coaches slowly building. So we would our game plan was abysmal last year, and I would say it looked it's looked a lot better throughout the preseason. Yeah, we had one bad quarter because it wasn't a bad second half because we matched them in the last quarter. It was just we destroyed them in the second quarter. They destroyed us in the third quarter. I think there's only so much you can work on as the preseason progresses. So I'm sure there would have been plans in place, but the reality is, you know, back to that young team. It's really easy to lose your head, especially when you're so young. Um, and that in the heat of the game, um, yeah, you, you just forget stuff. Like, for example, Hawthorne started soccering the ball off the deck, I think in that third quarter or fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, all our young players go, all right, I'm going to soccer the ball off the deck now. Like, no, get your hands on the footy, win the ball. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's what frustrated me. The the the, the fact that we panicked, as I said, as we panicked, our young guys panicked. I think it was the fact that we made no adjustment from what seemingly no adjustment from the from the coach's box. Seemingly, I don't know for sure, but that's that's what frustrated me. But 
Mm. Because Mitchell and O'Meara got on top, and then not even for five minutes did it seem like they said, all right, you know, Parrish, Caldwell, whoever, whoever, go and shut them down for 10 minutes and let us get back on the game. You know, and I understand that you want to you want to play your own way and you want to enforce your style on the game. But at some point, you've got to say, okay, our style's not working. They're on top of us here. Let's change it. And this is how we're going to put the brakes on. Just for five minutes, you know. Send Langford to to Mitchell or whatever and just have him hold his jumper the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just put something in there that's going to identify what's causing the issue, which is very clearly Mitchell, and then change it to allow the team to get some momentum back. Yeah, I, I tend to... I, I mean, I was probably going to discuss this a bit later, but I, I don't understand... Well, I understand where Rutten comes from when he says, well, no, we're going to back our midfield... Pardon me. <laughs> um, that we are, in terms of not playing a, a stopper or a defensive midfielder or a seemingly defensive... You know, we back ourselves to play how we want. It's about the focus on us. I get that, I understand that, and it's a good philosophy. But when consistently, and this doesn't just happen you know, every now and again, this happens consistently, that star midfielders tear us to shreds, there mm-hmm. surely comes a time where you've got to go, okay, well, maybe my beliefs aren't as sound as I thought they were. Or at least you know, have that, okay, well, it's like anything, horses for courses that <laughs> or, or have them and say, hey, sometimes you need a defensive mid and need to nullify the opponent's best best player. Mm. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I really don't understand. I, sorry, I understand where truck comes from with the, no, we're going to play our way and try and do things. But when consistently that's not working, you have to make an adjustment. I would have thought you have to make an adjustment. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see this week, but... Um, and, and the thing is, though, with a seven-goal lead, right, you have time to make that adjustment, right? They kick one goal, you're like, okay, we'll, we'll do a little bit or we'll keep playing. They kick two, they kick three. Once they've kicked three in a row, as they did in that third quarter, you go, okay, cool. Two-thirds of our lead has just evaporated in the space of five minutes. Maybe it's time, now that we've got a four-goal lead still, maybe it's time for us to change something. And nothing changed, and then that whole lead just disappeared. It just completely evaporated. And like you say, that was very frustrating. Is that nothing changed? Nothing changed, and we had time to make it. it. wasn't like it was a close game initially, and then they got on top of us. We had so much time to make an adjustment, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, and then Tom Mitchell ran rampant with with twenty six in two quarters. So. Um, which just shouldn't happen. Just should, and, and it just happens so often. We've been talking for about 12, 13 minutes now. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go through our likes and dislikes from the weekend. All right, as we were discussing before the break, uh, we're going to have a chat about what we liked about the weekend's game and what we didn't like about the weekend's game. And we're going to go with one each. So, Nikki, why don't we start with you? Uh, yeah, so one like. Uh, and the pencil, Nick Cox. Oh, uh, friend of the show, Nicholas Pencil Cox, please, <laughs> is his full title. Yes, yes, that's right. No, I just... Um, 
I thought, I think maybe about 15 touches, maybe just under. Um, first game, sitting on a wing, 200 centimetres. Just, you know, it was just so cool, calm. You know, I think there was a point there he he lasered a ball 50 metres out to, uh, it might have been Waller or someone, on his left boot, and he's just running through. That was a, that was an incredible kick. And for a bloke it? who's right-footed at 200 centimetres, it's just like, that, that shouldn't be happening. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that that's probably my, my one like. That um that guy sitting behind us, you weren't you hadn't arrived yet, Noodle, but that guy sitting behind us did not rate friend of the show, Nicholas Pencil Cox, at all. Come on. Really? What uh, what was he saying? Well he just said he makes dumb decisions, isn't that right, Maddie? Well yeah, five minutes into the first quarter, this guy was hammering Nick Cox. Uh and then the bloke beside him was like, Oh well uh, you know, I think he uh yeah, should maybe I think we'll play him. He seems pretty good. But this bot, yeah, he was hammering him. And uh, I think fair to say, uh, Coxie uh, made him eat his words. Yeah, he um, he looked pretty good. I, though, I think he, I think he's gotten a fine already yeah, from the tribunal. $2,000, yeah. With a bump, oh, rough conduct. He hasn't even been paid $2,000 yet. <laughs> Where's he going to get the money from? Us. Yeah, good point. Yeah, us, 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 the supporters who pay salary. Drinking the, drinking the Ivanhoe old boys will put a fund together <laughs> just to get him off his fine. Hey, that's the uh, that's the that's the the sort of money. That's the only bit of money that's flying around that uh, the the old boys footy club. We uh, might have to ask his mum yeah, for say, a loan. Bit of pocket money. <laughs> Is he still living at home? Where's he going to get this two grand from? <laughs> I dare say it's hit his account. To be to be fair, it might be all he's earned, but. Uh, it's gone. His old match payment's gone. <laughs> I reckon he would have got. He would have got selected, right? And and you guys can find this out. He would have got selected. He's like, oh, you know, the first time. Well, you guys don't work full time, but that first paycheck, you really got to blow it, right? That first one that comes in, you just got to spend it. He's, and I reckon he would have been, all right, here we go, boys. First match payment. I'm taking it to Crown Casino, and it's going on red, right? And that's it. It's gone. It's gone. And he didn't even knock him out. If he knocked him out, he would have got some joy out of it. But yeah, gone already. I dare, Poor kid. I dare say he would have. Yeah, I think he's in. I mean, when he gets drafted in November, so I dare say he would have hit his account by now. But uh, yeah. do not use your logic to ruin a good story, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, poor, poor guy. Got a, it's a lot of. It's a lot of pocket money. It's a lot of vacuum, vacuum cleaning. Yeah, a lot of dishes. We'll have to, we'll have to ask Mister Cox for a loan. He will. <laughs> Might have to wash a few cars. <laughs> oh, well, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You, you do, yeah. you do. I did, uh, I, did like, uh, I did like his performance. Um, you know, being as impatient as I am, I, I expected more from him. I wanted him to just be Judd-like and dominate the game. But, but for someone who weighs about 40 kilos, he didn't do too badly. I tend to agree. And Nicky, you dislike um, Nikki, what's your dislike? Ah, uh, well, I mean, the coughing up. Oh, actually, I think there was two goals Hawthorne scored in that third quarter where we just don't know how to punch a ball over the line. Oh, yeah. So I think I one Hawthorne's a player, he shanked the set shot. I think Lav's gone up, has not killed the ball. They've taken it a grab, kicked a snag, and then there was one on the goal line. It's landed on the yes. goal line, smacked the ball through. We've smacked it up in the air, and the little small forward has just, Grab that and kick the goal. Yeah, um, well, that was what. That's when I knew we were losing the game. Yeah, yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, "That's it. This is game over." Yep. Yeah. I don't even know who that kid was. That Hawthorne team was a no-name team. I don't know. 
I only know Omira and Mitchell were the the only two players, and um, Bruce. I think I think Silk was still out there. Burgoyne. Oh, was he? And he's, he's ripe old age. Yeah. His ripe old age of fifty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I hate Hawthorne so much. I hate them so so much. Yeah. Well, which team don't you hate? I think because I swear you hate every team. I I legitimately do hate every team. Let's not muck around here. If, when you've been a frustrated Essendon supporter for your whole life, there is not one team that doesn't have a, a story, a dirty, cheating, disgusting defeat of Essendon. You're not wrong. Well, I might, I might jump in with my like. Uh, Please, tell me. Uh, yeah, similar to Nick. I think like of all, all the debutantes, um, Cox. Yep. Yeah, I thought he was... It, I was actually watching some... Uh, well, I use the word highlights, but uh, well, in fact, no. Uh, in the yeah, some highlights and lowlights, uh, given they were highlights of Hawthorne in the second half. But uh, mm. I was, um, it was crazy to actually think that that was his first game. Like I think you know, compare that to someone who, like Braden Ham, like his first game. It was you know you could tell his first game was really good. He did some good oh, stuff. Yeah, he did some good stuff, but. You know, if he was a fourth or fifth year player, you'd be going, eh. you know, if he was producing that, what he didn't. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it was his first game. Not to criticise Braden Ham, uh, Ham, but to, to compare Nick Cox's first game to someone like Braden Ham's first game, uh, mm. how far ahead Coxie is to someone of Braden Ham, who, you know, that's how most gamers typically perform is, uh, you know, you get four or five and show you you can do some stuff, but. You might not go near it. Um, incredible to think how what he can actually become. So that was really... yeah. We actually got a game out of Coxie, didn't we? Like fifteen yeah. disposals is better than a lot of players' games. Yeah, and his use of it. Um, yeah, probably got beaten in his positioning a bit. I thought I could be wrong there. Um, although I, I dare say following around Tom Phillips all day is, is a bit of a task. But uh, uh, Harrison Jones, another one. Um, you know, compare that to a. Oh, trying to think who has played their first game as a as a tall forward or defender for us in, in recent years. Um, uh, one guy by the name of Joe Danaher. Yeah, well, you can even compare it to Joe Danaher's first game. And I think Joe only kicked two behinds and Jonesy kicked three and looked like he really should have had three snags. So, again, a really solid first game. Like, look like, okay, this guy's actually ready to come in for, and perform with us. So that was really good. Uh, and then, I have actually, I'd never seen him miss before last night. I, I mean, I hadn't seen him in the VFL, so well, he had actually played VFL, so yeah, well, there was yeah, there was no VFL last year, so uh, and then mm. uh, I thought Hindy was really solid again. That's another guy who hasn't has he only played 10, 10 or so AFL games. Um, mm. Thought he was really solid. Sure, we'll miss Adam Sard, but I think. As we've said over the weeks, like that's a really solid replacement, and he showed that. I thought, mm. um, yeah, I Caldwell, very solid. Seems to be that extractor that we missed, and we saw when he could extract it, or Das could extract it a bit more. That Dylan Shield and, and Merritt could open up a little bit more. Uh, unfortunately, in the second half, we weren't able to use those guys to to be a stopper. But you you, you can see the the potential there. And then um, he lost a bit of composure. In that third quarter, I mean, the whole team did. But he's kicking. He's normally his skills are normally really neat. But he he did a bit. He had a few poor kicks, which and then you look back and I look at his stats and he's played. That was his twelfth game. Yeah, 
but but I'm expecting him to be honest. He's looked so good that I expect him to come in and just be a 25 midfielder, 25, 30 touches a game, really clean kind of player. Yeah. So also, when when you think about 11 games, it's actually it was quite a good performance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a, that's a really positive from that. Um, and then of course your man, two men to Peter, who I thought was. Woeful. Oh, look, for first half, I was quite happy with it. Second half, the, the ball wasn't quite... I don't know, I've really got the hiccups. Uh, was it, wasn't really zinging in up forward. Um, and he, he did get pushed off the ball a bit. But I, but it's, they made a good point on the radio afterwards that he actually hasn't played. Obviously, he didn't play any footy last year and, and didn't get a great run of it the year before. So to be back at that level, and I thought he contributed for at least half the game and then the other half of the game the ball wasn't going forward. So I was I was I was happy yeah, with that. I would say in terms of our tall forwards, I'd think he definitely did more than Hooker. So Hooker Hooker was woeful, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah he wasn't did not have a good day. Yeah. Right. And then dislike has been probably uh, Rutten's press conference. I, I like you, yeah. I was really disappointed to see that he was so soon after blowing a 40-point lead, uh, I know it's a young side. I know there's inexperience there. But I, I really don't think you develop, like we've said it over and over again, you don't develop that killer instinct just by accepting losses regardless of games played and experience. Yes, they're going to come. There's their part we of don't know. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors, though. He could be, well, you know, has some pretty stern words. Yeah, that's true. Doors. But also... But if that's his one chance to speak directly to the fans and members, right? And to to come and, and present in that way and be quite jovial and quite happy, that really, he knows that every member is sitting there waiting for that press conference to see what he's going to say about the game and to turn up with a smile on his face and not even come out and say, look, you know, honestly, the first thing all the members need is him to come out and say, look, it's never acceptable to drop a 40-point lead. I know that. The boys know that. Now let's have a chat about what was positive out of the game or what was... This is what I'm going to focus on. But to seemingly not even acknowledge that through the press conference or not in a meaningful way, I, I thought was pretty poor. Yeah, it wasn't so... Sorry, Nick. Oh, I just cut you off there. But um, yeah, that's what was disappointing for me was not so much... Yeah, he might have said more stern words uh, in, the, in the rooms and I would hope so. Um, but... Come out and set that precedence for us, the fans, and you know we we watch Wusha joke around at press conferences for five years, four, you know, years. four years, whatever it was. We, we I don't want to say that again. You know I want to see our head coach sort of seething that we've just blown a forty point lead, regardless of where we're at as a as a team. You need to set that precedence that no, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna accept that, and you know we show that we're actually developing this killer instinct that the great sides have. Um, show that. Show that you, you're you trying to set that precedent. So, yeah. Um, I yeah, agree. Because that's how you build a winning culture. Absolutely, yeah. Is by only accepting winning, right? Yeah. And and even if it's just externally, it, the fans are sick of it. The fans are sick of having a losing culture. The fans are sick of being the laughing stock of the league. Yeah. And and there won't be too many losses this weekend that are worse than coughing up a seven goal lead. Geelong losing to Adelaide, they were you know Adelaide just played better than them and smashed them the whole day. Um, 
all the other performances have something to say about them. But to be up by seven goals and then lose is probably is for me the worst loss of the weekend. Yeah, without a doubt. Look, I, I can accept lose like when you lose to a better side, I can accept that. Yeah, I can accept that. You yeah. know, I can accept that it's really hard to put a, a tackle on Dusty Martin. Like he's just that good. You know what I mean? But yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't accept a loss like that. And I, I don't think yeah, uh, it should seem like that a head coach accepts that too, regardless of experience or this or that. Like, we weren't beaten by a better side. We weren't beaten by a no, better side. No, they were absolutely a rubbish, putrid side. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Nicky, I think you were, you wanted to add to that. Uh, yeah, look, I still think it's Rutten's first press conference as a head coach. Like, just relax a little. Uh, he'll get better the more he does these sort of things. Um, and even then, you keep saying, oh, we're seeing this losing culture. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, he could be tearing absolute shreds of them. You know, I think, you know, I think this time, not this time last year, end of last year, the, the club put out like a little a mini documentary and, or like the lead up to like a little documentary in the lead up to Woosh's uh, final goodbye. And they showed a bit of, a, a bit of clip of him addressing the players after a game. And he's like tearing shreds. He wasn't tearing shreds of them telling them they're crap, but he like, he made them feel he was essentially tearing shreds of them. He was making them feel like you got to do much better than that. It's not good enough. And I remember we're all sitting around going, this is actually, this is what we wanted. This is what we've been wanting to see. Um, not this stuff that, you know, Wusha comes to the comes to the press conference and goes, oh, yeah, we're learning, we're learning. So, you know, we don't know. What's, my point is we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So Truck could very well be tearing absolute shreds off them. I'd, yeah, that's true. But also that's been our point ongoing for the last few years is that, the fans want to know what's going on behind closed doors. You're not giving any secrets away by showing emotion and showing that you're upset by the loss, right? And and we spent all of Worsfold's era not being shown that. And it seems like, okay, it's one press conference, it's one game, it's one week, I get it. But the evidence is that nothing's changed. On the evidence that we have, and we'll have we'll have better evidence next round and the round after, and for the whole season, right? It's going to get better evidence. But the evidence right now is that nothing's changed in terms of our performances, and nothing's changed in terms of the way the coach deals with it and explains that to the fans. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. Like why? Yeah, and, and it's not a matter of Rutten coming out saying our players are shit and throwing them under the bus. It's just saying we don't accept that. We take responsibility for it and. We just, it's you know, we just accept that how like if if that's what's happening closed doors, like tell us, show us, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't don't uh, yeah, don't come and do it because I, I actually think that maybe you know they're thinking uh, oh you know you got to save the players uh, at the media, uh, but it's not like it's not about throwing the players under the bus. It's about having the respect for the fans to say hey no, we're not accepting this as much as you are. That's yeah. that's what I that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so my like for the weekend, new seats winner. <laughs> really like them. Well, we'll give some context here. Where are we? We're on level two now. Beautiful. We were on level one, and we've uh, we've made the move up. Yeah, right to level two. I'll uh, we won't give away our exact location, but. Well, we can because we're not sitting in it, right? But anyway, regardless, we were sitting uh, last night, aisle 32, which uh, is just around from the 50. Um, 
Level two is a nice spot. You see a lot of the game. It's yeah. uh, it's watchable. It's enjoyable. Uh, too bad we have to watch this team play from level two. Um, but the seats themselves, really nice. Yeah, I, I now understand why coaches watch from that second level, like how much you can actually see. Um, you know, we were, in that, especially in that third quarter, as they were getting on transition, you can literally see plays before they happen because, you, you know, you can see the the winger making the run or the, the transition mid making his run before they've even won the footy. So it's, yeah, uh, I, if, if you get the chance, any of our... Uh, five listeners if they get the chance to upgrade to level two or get the chance to sit there definitely take it um it is a uh good experience for the for the uh footy fanatic and do you know what else i noticed uh, on level two is the the commentary and cheering from the crowd around you is a little bit different it's uh right it's more so? articulate it's less abusive it's uh yeah there's a different different vibe on level two i noticed yeah right i think it's uh you know you're more inclined to uh drink the what's it called where you stir it the port the port the, and cigar the, smoker. Port, the cognac the cognac yeah more than the uh the uh forex uh, gold and uh, bulk <laughs> cigarette drinking on level one there although i think it's carbon draft but <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's I'd right. say hold your horses yeah. there. It's, it's been one game, small sample size. We'll, we'll wait until the end of the season before you make a decision of whether it's it's actually, apart from the physical seats having actual cushions on them, we'll wait and see if, uh, it's, if, if it's actually less abusive when we've lost about 20 games in a row and everyone's just restless. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. But it's also the, the arm rest on the side. You can rest your arms a little bit. Uh, the the aisles are a bit narrower, so you you try to get out. You do feel like you're about to topple over the person in front of you, and there's uh, padding on the chairs, though. Yeah, well, you, you cop it. Um, if you if you're not a stair climber, though, uh, do not I uh, do not advise. Um, yeah. <laughs> but even to get in at half time to the food, it was pretty quick because there's more of them. Toilets weren't, weren't weren't too busy, although it probably helps having a half half crowd. Yeah, it was um, it was absolutely empty compared I, to a normal Essendon game. Yeah, I was surprised at uh, how. Well, I I mean this this is real sidetrack, but I would have thought uh, you know like we'd all be spaced out, like sort of there'd be you know the five us whatever there was, couple seats, someone else, and then um, you know like maybe they leave a road, like it's all distance, but we're all like sitting in big clumps. Which I was yep. a bit surprised at, but probably makes sense because then you can sort of track where someone's missing. But anyway, that's a different story. We're not. Uh, that is this, a different this story. Isn't the COVID father. The, the, no, this is the Don father, not the COVID father. Yeah. So, my dislike dislike for the weekend: coughing up a seven goal lead, as we've covered already. Not happy at all. Oh, and also, no, another dislike. That Tom Cutler gets one more game in the red and black. Does that count as a game for him? Yeah, yeah, it does. That's a game because yeah, it Hawthorne a game. had a debutant, Connor Downey, and he was a medical sub. But yeah, so that that's technically his debut. What? That is that's rough, Clarko. That, that is, is very rough. Fucking r- I yeah. My even French. my Hawthorne supporter mates who I spoke to are like, yeah, even they're in agreement. That's pretty pretty av. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, Clarko, you miss there, mate. You miss there. Yeah. Big what, miss. What would you be? I mean, there's nothing really as a as a debutant you can say, but uh, if the four time, it's four time, yeah, four time premiership winning coach says, "Gonna make your debut as a medical sub, we're not going to use you." What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not, not much. I mean, this is. I'm sure the the listeners out there, all five of them, don't really care about Hawthorne. But I think for the kid himself, imagine he makes his debut and he doesn't have the chance to tell his parents. Or he consistently tells his parents over and over. They, you know, let's say they're from Adelaide. They fly across every time he's mm. a medical sub. You know? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think it's poor form. I think there should be a blanket. You cannot make your debut as a medical sub. Yeah. I um, I think that's why we didn't see Perkins as the sub because uh, mm. Rutten had a little bit of character about it. Not to not yeah. to say Clarko doesn't, but I think that was no, he bit, doesn't. <laughs> that's pretty stiff uh, to to give a kid a, a debut and he doesn't get to run out. So his character is complained to the AFL and they'll do everything he wants. Yeah, other holding yeah, the ball rule right. last year and apparently this new medical sub is what he wanted. So the AFL said you can have it. Yeah, yep, yep. It's just um, but yeah, no. In all seriousness, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Like we. We saw some glimpses. I think Harry Jones looks really promising. And like I said, I'd never seen him miss before last night. And I think had he sunk the first one, he would have had kicked a bag. But the fact that he missed the first one, then the game's hot, he misses a second one. You know, I, I just didn't think he was going to kick one from that point onwards. But um, I, I think he's definitely, I hope he plays every week. I think he's going to be a really good player for us. Um and like we were already talking about, you know, the other debutants were good. I'm, I'm not. I as much as he is our whipping boy, I'm absolutely still, for me, jury is out on two meter Peter. Um, he just when we needed a he's a, a big body contest. Our whipping boy. It's uh your whipping boy, Maddie and yep. I both like him. Yeah, speak yeah, for yourself. I there. just, I, I just wasn't uh wasn't impressed when we really needed someone to take control in the forward line. And no one did. And I understand Hooker was there um, and he could have done that. And he, you know, he missed that early one. So many easy shots missed um, by our team. That's that's two games in a row where we've created a lot of scoring shots and it's cost us the game for not taking our chances. Um, so I think that's a really big issue as well with our football club is at the moment is not taking our chances. Yeah, realistically, we, we probably should have put the, the game to bed at quarter time. I mean, you know, kick two, uh, two, three. Or whatever. I mean, there, there weren't many shots we missed that were genuinely unrealistic shots, which is, yeah. uh, I guess, uh, what's the word? Um, encouraging. To get, to given the fact yeah, we were 2-4. We yeah, but... We were 2-4 at quarter time, but we should have been at least... 4-2. Four, uh, four or five goals, yeah. yeah absolutely, because they were easy ones. So I guess, yeah, that's another encouraging sign, but uh, bad kicking is bad football, and it always will be. So, yeah. Uh, but I, no, I was personally pretty happy with Peter Wright. But uh, I think we have done a lot of reflection and review here. Should we take a break and look forward to hot power good idea let's take a break and when we come back we'll have a chat about next week all 
Alright, before the break, we were discussing our likes and dislikes from the weekend. And what we're going to do now, boys, is we're going to have a look forward to Saturday afternoon, 4.35pm, Adelaide Oval, and discuss our game with Port Power. Yeah, well, I think we'll look at um, look at the changes first. I uh, look. I don't think String is ready. Um, is there anyone that stands out as as has to go out? I, I don't know if there is. A lot of Essendon fans calling for Aaron Francis's head. I was pretty happy with him. I was. Yeah, I think that was really premature. I think he slipped over a couple times, which not great. Um, but I thought overall his performance was pretty solid. Considering he was giving up like 10 centimetres, mm. he often had the tallest, he often had the Ruckman, resting Ruckman or the tallest forward. Yeah. I was pretty happy with his performance. He was, yeah, severely undersized. Um, so, no, he did well. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I would have thought, see that like, you know, going back to my original point, um, I know we, we want to look forward now, but... Uh, would you would you have considered the move? You know, Hooker wasn't getting it up forward. He's looking a bit slow. Segler was outsizing uh, Francis, or, or McAvoy was outsizing Francis. Is it time that you throw Hooker back? Yeah, I can see what they were trying to do in terms of um, Francis and, and not throwing Hooker back because they want this group to develop together and to learn to how to win when the chips are down. So I, I'd certainly understand why they didn't throw Hooker back, but I don't think it helped us win the game, if that makes sense. And and now I get a better understanding of why they throw, they want Stewart to play back because Stewart's quite athletic. He can jump and he can take that resting Ruckman, that tall, that taller forward. And now that I've seen the setup that they went with, it makes sense that, and we'll probably miss Stewart for quite a few weeks now, if he's going to be the player that we want to play on those bigger players. Yeah, but I, like I also think it's part of trucks development as well to recognize a situation in a game and go, okay, well, I need to change something. I need to make, you know, there's, there's a move I've got to make. Something's not working. And to make it work, that also, you know, that that's a skill in and of itself. So, yeah, we want yeah. that unit to develop. But if the game calls for a change to be made and you've you, you got to go away from the plan, it's one of the, the beauties of sport that things don't go to plan and you've got to make yeah. adjustments on the fly. Oh. But uh, look, realistically, we're not winning a flag this year or next year. Hooker's not going to be part of our next flag. So, at what point do you say we can't keep Hooker being that that get out of jail free card? And you just tell those kids, suck it up. The pressure's on you now. Get it done. And even though, yeah, we lost and they didn't do it, I guarantee you they would have learned so much about you know how to arrest momentum, how to come together collectively. You know anything, everything involving that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I don't, I'm not saying. saying yeah, I, I see what you're saying too. But I, I don't. I'm not like all right, hook up mix to fix it. It was hooker wasn't working up forward. The Francis Segler matchup wasn't working down back. Not saying Francis to swing forward and and hooker just come and fix everything. It was okay. If I'm rutting right now, something isn't working. How do I make this work? You've got to be able to do that. A, a coach has to be able yeah. to do that. And it's not so much who the pieces are, it's just about making those pieces fit. Yeah, why, why play hooker at all if you're not going to use him to help you win the game? You might as well have forced him into retirement and 
had someone else playing in the forward line. Does that make sense? Like, you've got these 22 yeah. players on the field. Not making a move because you want to develop certain players doesn't isn't always necessarily the best idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's not like Francis wasn't good enough. Is that Segal was 10 centimetres taller than him. You can be as good defender as you want, but if you're giving up that much size, gonna have a really tough time, regardless of who you are. It's just yeah, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? like you know. So it's not like a knock on yeah. Francis. It's a mate. This guy's genuinely bigger than you, and our big guy at the other end isn't working. We need to make change. Yeah. It's not yeah, but anyway, um, we digress. Sorry. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> We're going off topic. So the now. only change I um I think about making, to be honest, is bringing in um Waterman. Um, and who goes out for him? Oh, it's a good question. Maybe Laverde, maybe, and then you throw Hooker back, and then um bring in Waterman. But I was pretty happy with generally with no. Do you know who I dropped for that? Peter Wright, actually. Peter Wright out. Waterman in. I'm done. That is, that's perfect for me. He wasn't even that bad. <laughs> Out, Waterman in, done. We, we, but we did lack that. Um, rely. I think Waterman is that leading. From what I saw in the two games that he played, he can take a lead out of the goal square, take a grab, turn around, and sink it. Um, which I think we really lacked last night. We didn't have that steadying set shot that would r- arrest the momentum. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think Waterman was at the top of my list. Um, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I don't. Like, I didn't think Laverde was bad. I don't think he was his spot. I don't think he was bad. I think he was. I think he was okay. Um, and you think about the athleticism of Port Adelaide's forward line, he would probably be uh, a, a very handy down there. Um, mm. Good, I mean, it'd be a good matchup for Georgiades. Um But, I mean, Ridley and Franger are too small to take on Dixon and Todd Marshall. Yeah. Dixon's a concern, a big concern. I don't, I'm not so worried about Marshall, but Dixon definitely, because they're not tall enough to go with him, and I don't know that they're strong enough to go with him. So, But we haven't got anyone to come in, though. Mm. Well, do you just not want to talk defense. back? Well, that's that's the other option, right? Is bring Hooker back? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. We we make many changes. Uh, uh, in debutants looked out of place. Um, when we talk about a defensive mid, but who like who do you bring? In? Is Dylan Clark? Maybe he's not. This, I mean, and I was injured, so yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't see too many changes to make. I, I think maybe you have to change the roles a little bit, but in terms of ins outs, I don't think we have to make too many unless it's forced uh, by. Oh, he only got the fine, didn't he? So yeah, he um, did. Gee, yeah, how's I, that? I, one game, one tribunal visit. The pocket money we spent about five minutes talking about, it, but. Yeah, I can't see too many ins and outs. I, I would almost go unchanged uh, if all was well. Maybe yeah. throw a few rolls yeah, around I, and change. I'm not. Yep, I agree. I, I can't yeah. see too many ins and outs. What about you, Nikki? 
Uh, I'm just pulling up the stat sheet now. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like it'd be stiff to drop someone like Carl, who's only like playing his third game. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone had a just. I think Hooker was the only one who had a really bad night, but you can't drop Hooker. Um, yeah, I think you sort of just you got to keep going with what we had. Personally. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. How do we win the game? There's not many <laughs> there's not many ways. Um one thing we probably didn't discuss in our Yeah, we probably don't, but uh one thing we didn't discuss in our like dislike was the the pre- like when our pressure was good, it was good. It was really good. Um so I mean when you're a uh worse side Talent-wise, or at least at this stage of time, um, the way you beat better sides is just pressure them, just pressure them. So that's mm. going to be how we win is is through pressure and, and limiting the way they want to move the ball, um, obviously. Yeah, make it a scrap fest. Just gotta, yeah, make, make it a it scrap fest. Absolute terrible game of football, and that's pretty much the only way we stay in it. And fingers crossed it rains in as well. Which I haven't looked at the forecast, but if it does rain, that works in our favour. Yeah. There is yeah. nothing surer than... You guys saw that Raz kicked four goals four on... Uh, when, <laughs> when did they play today? Yeah, yeah, yep. There is nothing surer than him tearing us apart. He's going to kick seven goals on the weekend. Absolutely no doubt. Nah, I have full faith in Hindy. Hindy's got him. Well, then who's going to go to Connor Rosie? Uh, Mason Redmond. Oh yeah, I do like a bit of Mason Redmond. Um, yeah, I honestly, I reckon they're smalls and mediums because like our backline's not that big. So obviously, they're smalls and mediums. We've probably got them covered. It's genuinely the size and strength of Dixon and just the height of Todd Marshall are um, our two biggest worries. Yeah, and the fact that we are playing. 21 into 22 whenever Peter Wright pulls on the jumper. I hope he kicks a bag. I hope he kicks a bag. So do I. I don't think he'll kick a bag if you added all his goals up for the year. I don't think they'll equal one bag. I hope he kicks a bag and Tom Cutler comes on as a medical sub halfway through the third quarter, picks up 15 disposals and kicks three goals in a half a footy. Nothing would make me happier except the fact that it won't happen. You've got to have faith. You gotta believe. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, I, yeah. I was just gonna. I mean, I was to get back onto real football talk here, not the nonsense you both are speaking. But um, <laughs> I'd love to see us take it on as well. Um, yeah. Make it a scrap fest when it is in ours, but when when it's when it is ours, take it on and and play the sort of footy we we saw in the second quarter. So, um, hey, we we've seen stranger things from an Essendon side before. I'm but not. I'm not putting my house be... on it. But uh, we have seen. But we were talking about this on the way home, though. There is there is nothing more Essendon than losing to a terrible team like Hawthorne are, and then coming out next week and beating Port Adelaide, who we're not expected to beat at all. And that that is just as frustrating for me as an Essendon fan that you lose, you can't perform well against rubbish teams, and then you come out against a good team. 
and for some reason mentally you're ready to go and you smash them or you beat them. So I would be almost, well, I won't, let's be honest. I'll, I'll be wrapped with any win. But I, I will be almost disappointed if we come out and win on the weekend, knowing that we dropped the game that we should have won the week before. I don't. I don't think you will. Just knowing yourself, I think you'll start. Uh, not that you're a betting man, but I think you'll start betting on an Essendon flag, and of course, probably won't take a jumper off for three days. So, um, well, that's what I mean. I, I'll be very wrapped if we win, but it it's the same cycle though. What what I'm saying is, it just represents that nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I think it's a little bit, maybe it's a little bit emotional now, a little bit sour still. We all are. Oh, and, uh, I'm, make I'm the sourest like grapes you could ever make some vinegar out of. <laughs> Not even. Uh, is vinegar's aged wine, isn't it? Who knows? I'm not a. You wouldn't go. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go straight to wine. You'd, you'd just go straight to vinegar, straight to fully fermented. Straight to vinegar. I would, toxic, I would miss uh, the wine stage. Yeah, yeah. No, and and where we lose is. Almost everywhere, I would have thought. Everywhere have thought on the field. They've got a better midfield. Uh, I don't know if their back line. Very talented forward line. Um, and they're very solid in defense as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, if if we can really match it anywhere with them, but you never know. Um, I, I guess that's the great thing with the young side sometimes. You don't know what you can get. So there's clearly talent there. Um what will we get? Will we get the uh, yeah uh, the the youth that we expect to get, or will we just get a a gr- a glimpse of a very bright future ahead? We don't know, but uh, yeah. yeah, we we lose I, this game um, in a lot of places and and win probably only one way in very few. I I yeah. expect if we were to win this game, I would expect that it would be because our midfield perform at their absolute peak. That's the only place that I see where we have the talent that can get on top of them. And I don't think we have a better midfield than them. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that our midfield has some growth in it. And if we have one of those games where Parrish, Caldwell, Langford all show that glimpse of what we expect in two or three years' time from them, then I think we could get on top there. But I can't see our... Defense. I just don't think we have the cattle in defence given their height with Marshall and Dixon and their strength. If we go with the same defenders, I don't think we're going to get on top in that position. Um, and our forward line is certainly too inexperienced to get on top of their defence. But I think the only place that where we're closer to even is in the midfield. Um, and I don't think we're close. But if we get a big performance out of our young midfielders, that's where the game is won for us. Yeah, I tend to agree, yeah. Yeah, we'd need about uh, 30 out of Shield and Merritt and McGrath and mm. Par- the list goes on. But uh, that's it was interesting to see that when we were on top against the Hawks that um, our possessions versus them uh, was, I mean, we were like 60 possessions ahead or something. So um, if we can control the footy, we, yeah, of course control the game. But um, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, oh, it probably won't be. It'll probably be a one-sided uh, slog fest. But um, yeah, look, be, if we can get the absolute Sunday evening, yeah, 
Yeah, but if we can, like you said, yeah, I, I agree. If we can get the most of our midfield, um, that'll certainly push us in the right direction. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, as we said, they probably get us got us covered in a lot of areas. What would you say to that, Nick? If we can stay within twenty points, I reckon it's a good day. Anything, anything closer than that, and it's a very good day. Um, but if you know it's a forty fifty point drubbing then bad day well it's all about improvement right if and if you want to be a reasonable Essendon fan which I'm not if if we see a solid performance where we we match them most of the day then yeah then we should be happy but um I just the 20 years of mediocrity has just resigned me to the fact that that we will turn up like every interstate trip they will smash us in the first quarter and we'll be down by seven or eight goals and we'll end up losing by probably six because we'll match them for the rest of the game that's it. that's what i expect the pattern to be is they will come out and they will absolutely blitz us in the first quarter and then we'll adjust and, and be even in the game and they will win by six goals in a canter that's what i'm expecting or they'll smash us by 12 goals and beat us by 10 yeah uh, i think if I if I can add to that, or I'll probably make a separate point. I think, um, not to sound hypocritical, but these are the sort of games where you you might you know can accept that honourable loss that you know Nick Cox on a wing versus uh, whoever they got on a wing, and he just gets outplayed or outbodied or outmuscled. You know, you can accept well, okay, he just got beaten by a better guy on the day, or you know Harrison Jones just gets beaten by his defender, or um, you know Jai Coldwell's got to play on Ollie Wines and. Wines is just just too good for him. I, I can accept that. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, look. Hopefully, if we do go down, it's a very honourable way, and we we just got outplayed by a better team on the day. Um, mm. But again, yeah, that would be another frustrating way to lose. Is just we can show we can match him, but then uh, let ourselves down by by not starting well or um, having a bit of a brain fade late in a quarter or something. That that, that would. Um, would be frustrating, yeah. But I, I, I guess you, you do expect those brain fades from a younger side. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We shall see. We shall definitely see. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're back on the TVs this week as we are normally when we're playing interstate. But yeah, looking forward to uh to the next game that we get to go at home. What's our next home game after that? I think the I think we've got two away, don't we? Uh, good question. We, it's a, yeah, it's going to be a long six weeks. No, we got round three, round three, home v St Kilda. Nice, nice. Well, boys, we'll take it one week at a time, and uh, go Dons.